Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in a series we're doing called Life in His Story. And what we're doing in this series is we've been talking um, together about the, the, um, the church calendar, the church year, the historical church year, which uh, commemorates throughout the course of a year the redemptive acts of Jesus as Messiah. It's sort of every year runs through his story. And I think it's an important thing um, to help us in our devotional lives. Um, it's, a, it's a nice way to stay connected to his story, to know how we fit in his story. Um, it's a nice way of connecting us to the historical church, uh, because this has been going on for a long, long time. And it, um, um, through a series of readings and, uh, and prayers, it um, it's just very, it helps us focus our um, devotional time in the Lord. And so we've been doing this uh, throughout the course of the year. I can't review it all anymore because it's, it's been in quite a bit already, but uh, um, this particular Sunday or weekend is known as the third after Easter. It's not real fancy, the church calendar sometimes. Some, some of the names are different, but that's pretty easy. Uh, the, the next major event we have coming up at us um, um, is Pentecost um, along the way um, before then there's an Ascension uh, Sunday that's talked about and then uh, afterwards there's a Trinity Sunday and then it sort of moves off into ordinary time for half the year is what it's known as this is the uh, third weekend after Easter um, just a quick review of the last few weeks four weeks ago we were talking about the amazing love of God for us and how because of that we need to learn to love well like he does and to pass everything through the filter of love that we find in 1 Corinthians 13. Three weeks ago, we talked about the empty tomb. Obviously, that was Easter Resurrection Sunday and the impact it had on uh, the world and, and on us today. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the joy that we should experience as disciples, that there should always be a measure of joy even in, in amidst the difficult things that we face in the world around us. Uh, last week, we talked about the goodness of God and uh, we, we talked about... God being good, even though we live in a fallen world uh, and, a, and a broken planet, and we certainly had evidences all week of, of the fallenness of our world and the things that happen and, and uh, tragedies that make no sense and um, how, how twisted some people are and, and uh, how, how real evil is. Um, but in the midst of it all, um, God is good. Remember, that's not what God planned for any of it and we, we talked about that a lot last week and how um, you know he, he created it all good and, and yet uh, the, the enemy uh, lies and uh, continues to lie and, and tries to get us to doubt God's goodness when he is in effect the one who's causing all the problems and he's still behind all the problems and, uh, and, and yet because the world's fallen on a broken planet everything's not perfect yet when Jesus comes back he'll fix that uh, in the meantime, he's come already once. He's laid a lot of things in place for us so that we can begin to have life with him now, which lasts forever. And, and while we still go through difficulties, we have that hope that he's with us and for us and will always will be. And so we need to hang on to those things in um, difficult times. And so uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, all these things. And our response to all these things in God is that, that we're going to try and live by doing the next right thing. You guys have heard that, but uh, I like to keep bringing that up and talk about how we do that together. And so we're going to spend some time doing that today. 
Before we dig in, just I, rather than a, a sort of a joke, I have a little statement, a little, little idea, something to ponder. I, I thought it was really good, uh, and, and it's this. Just remember that to err is human, and then to try and blame that error on someone else is even more human. Because that's generally what we do, right? The reasons why. Anyway, I like that. Something to think about. All right, our scripture reading today. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 through 17. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men whether to the king as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong uh, and to uh, commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. Honor the king. And blessed be the word of the Lord. So in light of that reading today and Peter's advice on how we're to live uh, in this world, I want to reintroduce today um, something that we did almost all of uh, 2011 or 12, 11, 11. Uh, And that's the Disciples Heart Primer, which uh, we developed as a tool to help us get connected to God uh, every day so that we can live this thing out the way that we're supposed to. It's, it was developed to help our connection with God uh, in our daily walk. And the whole idea behind uh, the daily primer uh, was based on Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40. So we'll be drumming up some past ideas where Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And so we developed this thing we called a primer. It's really sort of a a devotional guide um, that that you can run through every morning for about 15 minutes or so to help your connection with the Lord and help really get focused in the things that we're supposed to do. And there's seven sections to it and each one you you can move through uh, fairly rapidly. The first three sections are about loving God. The second three are about loving uh, our neighbors and the last one is about loving ourselves well. Uh, And uh, this, this primer is fully operational. It's available on the website, uh, jesusmoment.com, and, and you can go there and you, you look on the right-hand side for um, a, a link now that's called Daily Cardio Training because we, we have, you know, the books that have come out that you've seen, Daily Salt Intake, and there's one almost out, Daily Sage Intake, and um, they have this theme about getting you plugged in. I hope you're reading your Daily Salt Intake, which is the book we gave away at Easter, getting you in the Psalms, five minutes. Um, all these things are to encourage our connection and our walk with God and to make us better disciples. Um, that's, what, that's what it's all about. You know, our, our mission is, is here is one more. We're, we're trying to introduce people to Jesus, um, but it doesn't stop there. We, we want them to know Jesus, and then we want them to experience the full life that's available to them. And that begins then the, the, the process of being made disciples. And a lot of this is just about slowly developing some good habits that help us connect. And, and uh, so, you know, I, I never want to get to the spot where I, I you know, I, I mean, I think it's very important that we spend time reading the Word. Um, but it's like anything else. If, you, if you're not reading it much and then all of a sudden you feel like you've got to read it for an hour a day, you're not going to do it. 
Um, but if you're not reading it much, and we can break it down into five-minute chunks and, and build up a little more than five minutes over the course of time, well, that's doable. Um, it's like I, I've, I started running again a little while ago, and I, I hadn't really run in like 30 years. And uh, so, the f- so the first day I went out, and I did about a half a mile, and that was enough. And then I, I did about a mile a couple of days later, and that wasn't bad. And, and uh, I kind of stayed at a mile for a little while, slow mile. And then I built it up to about two miles and, you know, kind of slowly. And this morning, I went with a friend who runs all the time. And I ran three miles. And uh, that was a pretty good run for me. Um, but, you know, I, if, if you just, I couldn't, I couldn't just jump into a three-mile run, right? It took, it took some time to build up to that. And, you know, even then, I thought I was going to pass out at the end. But... Uh, and then, then uh, my friend he was running with Barry Shigoris. He took off and went running some more. I'm like, yeah, go away. Uh, <gasps> anyway, the thing is, I, I, you know, I, I have the concept in that. I didn't even attempt to try and run three miles off the bat. I did about half a mile. I started with what I could, knew I could kind of handle. And, uh, and the, the idea is the same in developing disciplines in the Lord. We, you need to bring them on. Um, in such a way that you don't get overwhelmed because what will happen is you won't do it. If I'd have tried to run three miles, I'd have quit running first day. I said I can't do it, and I'd have been done. Um, but bringing it up increments, does that make sense? And so all this is like that. It's like figuring out how we can add to it as we go. And so uh, the primer I developed was really so that you could do 10 or 15 minutes in the morning, maybe five minutes at night, um, and sort of get used to it. And uh, it's available online where you can use it as a journal and it's all set up where you can go in and type and it emails it to you. Um, but you can also just pray through it. Um, I, I do it oftentimes when I'm riding my bike or if I'm out for a run or whatever, I'll start working through this. Uh, again, you know, I, I usually do it early in the morning, really early when I wake up, but I'll work through it again during the day because it helps me really get focused. So let's just talk about these sections a little bit and the verses that go with it and... Uh, we're going to just do the quick version of the day because I want to sort of encourage you to, if you haven't thought about it for a while, to think about it again and how it helps. So here's what it looks like uh, in, in seven quick sections. The first thing that you need to do every day is get focused. You need to get focused. And, and really, you're just asking yourself, what's going on today? And what I do when I start this first thing in the morning is I start with, um, we'll read these verses in a minute, but if really for me it's, what it, what's on my brain just kind of sitting there early in the morning? Is there stress on, you know, is there something I'm thinking about already? Am I overwhelmed by things I have to do? What's going on that I know I go on, it has to go on? And I generally just write those things down real quick, um, first thing in the morning. I think about these scriptures first, though, Hebrews 10, 19 25. This is how I start the primer every day. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us uh, through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Those are the verses I start my day with. Um, uh, They're they're just uh, 
very sort of, uh, they help me get focused. I, I know I have access to the throne room of God in Christ. Um, he sees me through Christ and in Christ, which is really good um, because I, I know I'm often a mess. And, uh, you know, I want to I be useful in his kingdom today and I want to I do what needs to be done. And at the same time, I got a bunch of things in my brain. So I, I just kind of run through those scriptures and then I just jot down. It's usually a half a dozen, eight, ten things that are on me first thing in the morning. Um, and if I don't jot them down, um, one or two things happens when I go to pray. If I don't jot them down, um, I, I sometimes get focused. I have trouble staying focused in prayer because I'll think of something that I need to get done and I'm afraid I'll forget it. Has that ever happened to you? I'm afraid I'll forget about it, and so I don't really pray because I keep thinking about it. So if I know I've written it down, I have to worry about it. And if it's causing me stress, or um, if it's a, you know, an irritation, just let me write it down, and then I can continue to get focused. Then I move into the second part, which is where I get thankful. And uh, you know, you've heard me, that first part had some ideas about encouragement in it. You, you hear me say this all the time, that, that being thankful changes everything in the way that we look at life. And I always tell you every day, if you can, be thankful for at least five things. And, and so I do that next. I start my day literally writing down at least five things that I'm thankful for and getting thankful. The verses I, 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 I read before I start that is Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I run those scriptures through my brain, and those are great scriptures. Because um, right off the bat, it tells me not to be anxious about anything. Anybody here ever get anxious? I'll be sitting there, literally praying, and I'll have something that'll pop up in prayer, and, I, and it causes me to get anxious, and I realize it's, it's laying on me funny. And I love that these verses come up nice and quick. Don't be anxious about anything. That's the Lord. Don't be anxious about anything. Is what you're anxious about anything? Well, of course it is. Anything is anything. It's everything. It's yes. So it's a reminder. Okay, I'm going to put that aside. I'm not going to get stressed over that. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to think about five things that I'm thankful for. And then I write down five things that I'm thankful for. I actually log them in. I have a website where we post those things every day and other people come. It's very helpful. Um, but it changes, and it has changed for me over the last few years that I started working through this, um, the way that I look at the day. Because rather than get fixated on the issues or the problems or the difficulties, there's always something to be thankful. Even in the hardest times, there's something to be thankful for, always. Sometimes it's harder than others to think about them because you, you've got, you know, it's broken world stuff going on. But... Uh, it's always something to be thankful for. And it changes the way you look at life. And so I, I want to encourage you again to, to work on being thankful. Because all of this stuff, the reason I, I wanted to do this today was what Peter was saying. We're supposed to live lives in the world that impact people. And if we're just like the world in our fears and worries and anxieties and stresses and, and uh, strivings, we've got nothing to offer. But we shouldn't be. Because we know, we know Jesus. We've got the truth in our lives. So then, so then I've started, right? I've jotted down what's going on, so that's not going to get in my way any longer. I've been thankful because that changes the way I look at things. The next thing I do then is really dig in in prayer, and that's the third point, that's get connected. And here's where I, you know, I full-on go into my prayers, my, my requests, 
um, you know, if the Lord's laying anything on my heart, whatever it might be, and I use the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. This then is how you should pray. Most of you know this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And I use that as a model for prayer, and it, and it stirs me in five ways, which I've taught about for, for a long, uh, long time. You know, I start by just spending a little time thanking God for who he is. I've already been thankful, but God, you are, you're magnificent. You're awesome. I love you so much. There's, there's no one like you, uh, and, and uh, I, I'm just so honored that, that uh, I'm in relationship with you. And I'll, I'll say something along those lines, and then... Uh, that, you know, let your kingdom come in me, Lord, today. I, say, I always say that, Lord, have your way in me. I want to do what you want me to do. I, I don't want to be the one in charge. Uh, and uh, I want that to be you. And so would you come and let your kingdom come in me and break through in my life today. And then it's, you know, give us today our daily bread. We can pray for um, our needs, for the needs of our families, our friends. Um, we can ask uh, in that prayer for the kingdom to break through because give us today our daily bread can also be translated give us today the bread of tomorrow. Jesus, when you come back, you're straightening out everything and, and uh, I'm asking you, Lord, would you break through because you've already come, would you break through in this time and let it happen now? And I, I lift up things to him. I, I ask for miraculous things. I ask him to do things that, that he's sovereign uh, and he's certainly, you know, uh, uh, able and he, he moves into him sometimes. Sometimes he doesn't because I'm not fully sure why, but I ask because that's what faith's all about. Then I, I see him do it. I expect him to do it. And when he doesn't, it's okay too because he's God. But, uh, you know, you, you need to be praying for your needs. And, and um, I, have a f uh, I, have, I have a pretty um, standard group of things that I pray for on a very regular basis and I think that that's wisdom. And then over time, I can see which of them are getting answered because they change. And it's neat. It's how God takes care of it. Sometimes they're on there for a long time, too. It's not like he's, you know. Sometimes he does things like that. But a lot of times it's prayer. And sometimes it's, sometimes I realize over time that I've been praying for something and um, it, he didn't seem to answer it, you know. And, and he answered it no. But then the realization was I, I didn't really want him to do what I was thinking I want him to do anyway. You ever, does that ever make sense to anybody? Start praying for something and you go, oh, that would have been a bad thing if that had happened. But God knows. And so he's real good that way. So we, we pray for our needs. Um, forgiveness, you know, is there any, you need to keep short, account, short accounts with God in that. Do you have anything you need to be forgiven for with him? I always do. And uh, every time I do the prayer, think of things I want to be forgiven for. And then, you know, is there anybody you need to forgive? Because it's a, forgiveness is one of those two-way things that we need to be involved in. And then, um, you know, lead us not to temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. I pray, every time when I get to that prayer, I start whatever I'm going to pray there with this. Lord, help me see the traps of the evil one and your way out. I pray that every day. Lord, I want, let me see when it's a trap. I need to see it. Let me be aware of it. And let me see the way you, because he always provides a way out of those things. So I move through that. Fourth part is get dressed. And, and uh, um, this is about the armor of God. 
And, and it's about your, your current sort of spiritual, relational, and emotional battles. What do you, what do you have that's going on in that area? And I, Ephesians 6, 12 through 18 is great. It's the, it's the armor of God for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand... Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Um. And and, um, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. And so I I think about that and the the armor that's God given me to stay engaged in all these situations that are going on and and how important those always are. And um, I I pray two things here every day too um, that help me through. And if I can remember these, they help me through all day. The first thing I always pray there is, Lord, help me to remember where the battle lies. It's not against flesh and blood, ever. Just not. And yet, the way life presents itself, that's what it feels like. Um, and and it, if, I, if I let it be flesh and blood, I'm going to go get real fleshy myself, and it's never good, ever. And I have to remember, that's just, that's, that's an attack. The enemy loves to attack us, and that's the way, it, that's the face that comes with it. And I always pray there too, Lord, help me to stay present in, in your presence. Um, let, me, let me just throughout the day stay present in your presence and what's going on. Then um, five is about getting encouraging. You know, we started being thankful. We need to encourage people. Um, and uh, uh, I actually write down every day people that I want to pray for, or it, it actually encourage or, you know, um, uh, bless throughout the course of a day. And it's always at least two. It's usually more. And whatever that looks like. And then I, I, I ask God to help me see other people that I'm not praying. But I want to make sure that I'm going to do this. So there's specific people that I'll write down who I feel I either need to call, email, text, go see, whatever. And, and encourage them and either pray for them or bless them or do something. But it's always at least two. And uh, hopefully it's more. And we did a whole series on that, and we'll probably revisit that at some point. First Corinthians 13, 4, 8 are the verses I think about. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And I, I, that's the filter of love we talked about four weeks ago. I want that in my life every day. And, and I want to think about people that I can encourage and bless. Because, um, you know, you, you, if you remember me going through the whole encouragement thing. See, God's so cool. When you encourage two people, three people are encouraged. Because God will encourage you. And, and there's nothing better than that. He's the God of encouragement. He wrote about it in the scriptures. Uh, six is one of my favorites. Six and seven, I, I, at the time I liked this phrase so much that I used it twice. And uh, six is, get her done. Um, and so I'm ready, you know, I've gone through those first five. Now I'm really ready to go to love God and to love others. And so the six is like, all right, let's go. Let's, it's time to get up and do it. 
And uh, I want to live as a disciple, live uh, with some impact in the world, trying to do the next right thing. And I, I think about these two verses, Matthew 6, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And um, that's just a great verse to think about during the day. Seek first his kingdom. So I'm going to keep my eyes on him and what he wants me to do. And then he takes care of all the stuff that would sidetrack me. Because that's what happens. If I start trying to take care of stuff that's... <laughs> you know, seems to be the most important thing instead of taking care of him, then, um, then this just consumes me. But if I just keep my eyes on him, the promise is he takes care of all this, me- and he's so much better at it than me. I don't know why it's such a hard lesson to learn, but he's so much better at taking care of this stuff than I am. And yet my focus wants to get pulled over in there. So I thought, seek first his kingdom, his right, and all these things will be given to you. He'll take, he'll take care of this stuff. Matthew seven twelve, another big deal in life. So in everything do to others uh, what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets I love those everything verses on everything so this is how you run your day always treat people the way you want to be treated not in response to how they treat you none of those things you treat people the way you want to be treated God takes care of the rest and what a difference that makes in the way that you see people because I watch people all the time being so rude to other people and I I think I don't get it Um, why would you What's the point? And yet people treat other people rudely all the time. And then you see those poor people and they're getting upset and then they start, you know, then it just cycles out of them. And Always treat people the way you want to be treated. And you know, if, if it's just not worth it. But this, the stress I see people get under about those things, just let it go, keep your eyes on Jesus. So that's how I start my day. The last one is at the end of the day, tired and and uh, so I don't want to spend a long time doing this but I do want to reconnect um, with God that's point number seven get her done and uh, again with a question mark because I did I get it you know get her done was the, the six and then the question is did you get it done how'd you do because I think every day if we think about it for a few minutes um, it's how we get better I've told you this a lot I just want to do better today than I did yesterday that's my hope I want to just do it better today i and I'm going to mess up and whatever. And some days I can say, oh, today was better than yesterday. And other days, not yet, but, but I'm working on it. And, and so I just spend a few moments and I think about, you know, my, my victories that I had, um, failures that I had, uh, spiritual insights that maybe came where God sort of showed me something, uh, how I did with my Bible reading for the day, what opportunities I had to pray for people. Um, and did I follow through on them um, where I maybe saw the kingdom of God breaking through and doing something, you know, fantastic. Um, or just, you know, uh, those things when, when things happen that often people want to blame on coincidence you should keep a record of those things you'd be surprised at how often they're happening there's not coincidence coincidence I said this the other day is, uh, if coincidence is just God choosing to rename, remain anonymous um, he's in charge and he's, so many things happen I can't how often I'll be thinking about something and, and uh just haven't even, or said it one time or something, and all of a sudden it's in play because God's moving on it. And it's very, very cool. So this, these verses, Hebrews 12, 1, 3, are great reflective verses. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men that you won't grow weary and lose heart. 
And so I, I get my focus back on Jesus in the throne room where I started in the morning. I went into the throne room with Jesus and, and, and at the end of the day, I'm back there again. And, and uh, i just reflecting on those things and where I'm at. Something that simple. Um, and that's really simple. And I, I, it took me longer to explain it than it does to do it. And I think I explained it in 20 minutes. Um, it's, it will change your life. So start somewhere. Uh, if you can. Just quick. Get focused. You know, start, do half of it. Do something. But it will help you um, in, in the course of your day to live lives that make a difference. And that's what we're called to. That's what this, see, this, this whole thing is, is about loving God and loving others and loving ourselves. This, that's just what Jesus boiled it down to. Do these things. This is it. And, and that's what our lives are supposed to look like. So are we loving God well? Are we loving others well? Are we loving ourselves well? And, and this just kind of helps to keep things in perspective. Otherwise, you know, what I found for big chunks of my, even my Christian walk, is that I would just wake up with all those things in my mind and I'd just go. And uh, it, there wasn't a whole lot of peace. And uh, I don't think there was a whole lot of impact. And it wasn't a whole lot of fun. Because um, it was my strength trying to do stuff. And when I finally realized, we'll pull back. It's, it's his, his deal. Love him. Love others. Love yourself the best you can. He'll, he'll pop in and he'll start making a difference. And he does. And so our part is just making some time for it to happen. So I'd encourage you again to sort of refocus. Um, all this stuff is uh, up on the website. You can see it. And like I said, the, uh, the, the, um, the primers are, are there for you electronically uh, at JesusMoment.com. Go check it out. And I think you'll find it very, very helpful. That's all for today. If you're watching on television by video, thank you so much for spending time with us. If you need prayer, go ahead and go to the website or call us. Uh, on the website, there's a contact page or a prayer page. Fill that out, and then we'll start to pray for you right away. If you're ever in Big Pine, come and visit us. And uh, thank you for spending your time with us today.